the RSO podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Today we're going to be doing a draft, a 2024 draft, just a little bit early, obviously, but we wanted to talk about our concepts of what we've seen in the college game and what we believe is our top guys. And uh, we will obviously disagree as usual. But uh, guys, what do you think of the national championship? Nick, you go first. Um, it was so close to being a great game. Like I, I felt like there were just so many times when Washington was about to, you know, get a little momentum and get back in the game, and they just get killed by a penalty or later in the game turnovers. Um, I thought the the Michigan fans really came out and made a difference in that game. Um, if it had been a truly neutral field, it'd been interesting to see if Washington could have strung a few more drives together. But uh, that uh, best offensive line in in college football, um, the Washington Husky uh, um, offensive line really struggled, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Nick. The uh, The crowd made a huge difference. I don't know if I've ever watched a championship game where the crowd made that big of a difference because the amount of false starts, I mean, just like you said, like those penalties mm-hmm. um, were a huge deal and backing, them, backing up Washington, getting them behind the sticks – um, and it really took away the play action game because they were out of rundowns. And so then Penix is just dropping back to pass. They're allowing Michigan's D line to just pretty much rush freely. And if, if Washington has the best offensive line in the country, uh, Michigan has the best defense line because they got pressure with four all night long and just made Michael Penix so uncomfortable. I'm, I'm with you though, that it just felt so close. <laughs> And it, the, the final score doesn't tell you, I think, the the game. Like, I think with nine minutes left, nine or ten minutes, it was the long pass play to Odunze for 30-some yards. It felt like big-time momentum swing. Washington's going to drive and tie it up. It was 20-13 to 13 at the time. And then the holding penalty um, sends them back 10. So it's like, like you said, they're just one play away from making it a really close game and just never happened. So – uh, yeah. Congrats to Michigan, though. I still think Georgia would have beat Michigan, though, if Georgia gets in. Throwing that I think there. if Georgia's fully healthy, Georgia was the best team this year. I'm a little biased, but I like Georgia just because, you know, I like the SEC. But they did beat Alabama, and Georgia lost to Alabama. So it's debatable. Luke. Luke. Of course, of course. I'm curious. Did you guys see the um, the final rankings that uh, I think they came out today? Everybody uh, was so fired up about the uh, who got in the college football playoff. I thought the final rankings were horrendous. They put um, Michigan at one, obviously. Washington State or Washington uh, State at uh, at two, and then they put um, I think uh, Texas at three. Um. Georgia at four and Alabama at five. Which they is, don't yeah. want to accept SEC dominance. That's all it is. But like Alabama almost beat Michigan. Right. And then Michigan blew out Washington. Yeah. So and how, then they put Georgia over they Alabama. You know what? Right. They don't want to admit yeah. they're wrong. They're typical so politicians. They are always right. That's my opinion. 
What do you, but guys yeah, got you on think that? You think that Alabama would be higher? You think Alabama would be higher? I don't like care. I, Honestly, I if I was I put Michigan one, Georgia two, Alabama three, Washington four, Texas five. Yeah, right. That makes sense to me. But I if and if you want to, if you want to, we're only going to put the top four teams in the top four. Right. That's fine. But then why did Georgia jump? Why did Georgia jump Alabama? Right. Right. I, I just I don't understand the logic at all. It's, yeah. it's time for the 12 team playoff. And I've never been for for expanding the playoff. But this year I'm, has changed my mind. Yep. I agree. It's time to expand. This year kind of proved it. All right, guys. Are we ready to get to the draft? Let's do it. Let's do this. Nick, I'm giving myself the first pick because this is my show. So Generous I'll give you. you the second pick, and I'll give Hunter the third pick. All right. So with the first pick, I am seriously debating this, guys. Most people would just go Caleb Williams, but I am very torn between Caleb Williams and Drake May. I think they have different skill sets, but Drake May had less than – than Caleb Williams did at North Carolina. I think what if Drake May is like a Justin Herbert who just didn't have much in college? It's possible that he's really the best quarterback and we just don't know it yet. But I'm going to go with the safe pick at the number one and that's, you know, safety is my go-to. So I'm going with Caleb Williams at number one, USC. Um, People compare him to Patrick Mahomes. I think that's a bit much. I don't expect him to be Patrick Mahomes. I want him to be, you know, Brett Favre. Like, if he's Brett Favre, I'm happy with it. But uh, uh, what do you guys think on Caleb Williams? Hunter, you can go first. Um, I think that he's ultra-skilled. Uh, you know, <laughs> people, the, the the comment that you made of he, he had less than, than Caleb Williams – Besides Jordan Addison, who did Caleb Williams have? Name one other wide receiver he was thrown to. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a wide receiver that was ranked highly this year. Um, let's see if I can find. I mean, him. the fact that you can't name him though proves that he's not a top end wide receiver. No, he's so, not. He's top twenty, but he's not. So yeah, he was end. in Lincoln Riley's offense that you're gonna throw it around a lot, and I get it's it's. Uh, it's good for his numbers, but like it's not like he was dealing with, you know, he didn't have Washington's wide receiver room, he didn't have Ohio State's wide receiver room, like he didn't have a top end skill set guys around him. So I think Caleb Williams is the is the right uh, number one pick. I think he's going to be a a starting quarterback for a long time. I don't, I mean, say what you want about him in the locker room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to be just fine. I think. Yeah, uh, a, l- a little bit of arrogance in the in the quarterback. Uh, position, I don't think is too bad of a thing. So no, a little bit of arrogance in a in a pro athlete is not necessarily uncommon or bad, because they need to be a warrior like mentality, and warrior mentality exudes a little arrogance sometimes. So uh, Nick, you get second. I'm interested to what what you do here because you could go quarterback or you could go wide receiver. I've seen it both ways. Who are you taking? Um, I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. Why pick him over Drake May? Um, because I'm not that fired up about Drake May. 
And uh, I, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best college wide receiver I've seen since Calvin Johnson. I, mean, I was going to, you know, in my comparisons, I was comparing him to Calvin Johnson. I'm like, this is, guy is such a sure thing. He reminds me of Calvin Johnson. Cause Calvin Johnson was just a sure thing. When I was watching him and learning about him, I'm like, that's the guy I wanted to compare him to is Calvin Johnson because I was just like, he's like Megatron. He just, he's, he's undeniably going to be good, I think. So it makes sense to go with him rather than a quarterback at two, uh, simply because I would consider him at one, too. If Caleb Williams shows some red flags, I would not hesitate to take Marvin Harrison Jr. one because he's a sure thing for your team and your offense in your fantasy league. So uh, you got anything else to say on that, Hunter? No, I mean, I'd like to hear what uh, Nick has to say. I mean, you kind of took his pick from him, so. Oh, sorry. That's, Nick, that's I want to hear more from you. Sorry. Especially you know what? This he... just reminds me. Uh, Grandpa Fred said I need to stop interrupting you guys and let you guys talk, and I'm trying to do that, but I have so much to say. I just talk too much. This is my. Oh, my you're trying to do that. You're trying to do that. We're on pick two, and you're already getting into his pick. <laughs> I know it, guys. I'm bad. I'm bad at this, but I try my best. That's all right. Nick, let's hear. Let's hear your analysis of Marvin Harrison Jr. Go in depth. No, I think you're spot on with him. The only other thing I would add is um. I think he's also a lot more um, – it's a lot less team-dependent where he goes. I don't really care where he goes, and I'm still going to have him, you know, very high. You know, what if what if Drake May ends up in, in New England? Does that change anything for you? What if Drake May ends up in, in Chicago, like, and there's not a coaching change there? Um, you know, I don't care where Marvin Harrison Jr. goes. He's going to be successful. Um I care yeah. a little more where a quarterback ends up. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you on that. I uh, I think uh, my next pick, though, and I'll, I'll jump to number three here. Um, if Drake May somehow ends up in Chicago, either the Bears trade back or he goes number one. Um, or, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think I think Chicago is actually. What are the picks? Who's got the top picks? Do we know that? Yeah, uh, Chicago's got number one, uh, Washington's got number two, and number three is New England, I believe. Is that correct? That's not bad locations. Any of those locations are not terrible. New England is probably the worst, but I I mean, that, Washington's that, got potential. You say that again, Nick? I, I think I think Mac Jones would have some, some opinions on whether uh, New England has been a good landing spot for rookies. Right. Yeah. Point yeah, I, I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Drake here though. Um, I actually got to see him live against Minnesota, and um, he is his body type. Like Nick, you've talked a lot about you know can he hold up? Um, he's skinnier than I thought. Like he, he's not as well built, um, but when the ball comes off his hands, it it looks the way it's supposed to look. Like. It's got zip. It's a beautiful spiral. And, yes, his his production was a little bit down this year. Um, I think he rated – let me look here. Like He was right outside the top ten as far as passing yards. Um, he only threw for, for 24 touchdowns versus nine picks. But if you look at him last year, talk, he had a little bit more time. He didn't have much to work with this year. Um, but last year, 38 touchdowns to seven picks, threw for over 4,300 yards. 
I think if you put some weapons around this dude, he can distribute it. So I'm going to take Drake in the three. Yeah, and it's time we realize that the 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 NFL game has changed more, and the college game is changing too, to protect the quarterbacks and protect the star players and protect the star places on offense. Like the the penalties that happen now just didn't happen 15, 20 years ago. So yeah, but you say that, Joe, but there was a record number of quarterbacks starting games this year. Yeah. And I think hey. it's an unintended consequence of all these rules that have brought about more passing because mm-hmm. back when running backs ran the ball 25, 30 times, that was 25, 30 plays. The quarterback just handed the ball off and got out of the way. Now there's the running backs are running 15, 20 times a game. You know, that's an extra five to 10 times the quarterback's dropping back and maybe getting hit. Yep. Yep. It brings about the likelihood of propensities of more injuries slightly, but yes, it's it's getting up there now. The game will uh, correct itself in time, I believe. But we're more and of maybe, a passing. Maybe, maybe we are seeing a little bit more of that, um, at least on the college ranks. I mean, some of these programs, we kind of saw that spread era of Oregon um, – I mean, Auburn and Cam Newton, uh, FSU and Jameis, like kind of through the 2010s and now like the rise of Michigan, um, Georgia, Georgia will run the ball a lot. Alabama kind of shifted. I mean, that had a lot to do with Milrow, but um, you're kind of seeing more some power running come in um, to the game. And shout out to FFBS. FCS. Um, has South Dakota State and NDSU who've been running the ball quite a bit. So there's that too. It's just been, it depends on the level, but it also depends on maybe, maybe the Georgia mold will get back into the NFL because Georgia's doing it so well. And some of these running backs like Bijan, like Jonathan Taylor, are finally going to get their due and get money, even though there's no guarantees. Because I don't care. Saquon Barkley is worth more than $10 million. I believe that in my heart. I love the man. All right. So whose pick is it? It's my pick? Pick four. This is a tough pick for me. I'm debating between two LSU players. Um, I believe in drafting quarterbacks early. So if there's a quarterback that's high up on my board, I want him just because – most of the time, it's worth it to risk it to get these quarterbacks. And if you get it, you hit so hard that you can, um, you know, sell them for two firsts and a player or even more if you get um, good good enough players. Two late firsts and a great player is easy to get when, when he has a good rookie season. And you look at C.J. Stroud now, he's untouchable. And all these these quarterbacks that make it. So I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels and I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels simply based on the fact that he had a better season at LSU than Joe Burrow did in many ways his senior year. Besides the winning the national championship, besides having the more talent around him, he did just as good as Joe Burrow. And in some stats, he did much better. 
completely disagree with you on the stats and Joe Burrow, but I'm going to let you finish. He had 50 touchdowns. He had more touchdowns, more yards, I believe. If you look up their comparison of their senior years, he had more yards and he had, he, he just, he didn't quite outperform him, but everything was close. And I, I saw those stats and learned about those stats and I was interested. Of course, it was meant to sway your opinions towards Jaden Daniels. But uh, is he that good? We'll see. But one thing I know about him, he's a running quarterback. He can run. So I'll take him as a rookie, and I'll I'll take him and hope he turns out to be a Justin Fields. And I'm perfectly comfortable in Superflex with a Justin Fields because this is a Superflex show, and this is a Superflex draft. So I'm going number four. I'm going Jaden Daniels, even though I think a lot of people would go neighbors or Bowers even. Bowers and neighbors are right up there in this group. But number four, I'm going Jaden Daniels. No, I don't hate that. In fact, I I think I might like Jaden Daniels a little better than Drake May just because of the the dual threat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you also have to remember Joe Burrow didn't play the full game a lot of times because, you know, he threw for four touchdowns in the first half and they were already up by, you know, 30. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked the pick here, Joe, on Jaden Daniels, but do not compare him to, to Joe Burrow in the 2019 season because Joe Burrow's went through the gauntlet. He beat four uh top five he beat three of the top four teams that year. Um and it by like twenty points on average. Like they dominated people. Yes, and Jaden Daniels, hey, hold on. No, no, no. Had... No. Yeah, and Jaden Daniels had Malik neighbors. So I like, okay. Okay. Jaden Daniels threw for six touchdowns against Georgia State. If you go and look at the 2019 season for LSU, you're not going to see Georgia State on the schedule. So sure. inflated stats, and he shouldn't have even won the Heisman over Penix, but I like to pick. You're not a homer at all for Penix, are you? That's because he's not as good. As... You met him. You know him. That's because he's not as good. He's because he's not as good as Michael Penix. That's I don't I don't know if he is either. I'm just taking him because he's dual threat and I want production immediately. I don't know if he's going to be more successful than Michael Penix. I don't believe really he's a better passer than Michael Penix. I just know he's dual threat. That's what I'm going with. 11. A quarter of his touchdown passes came against Grambling State and Georgia State. He threw five against Grambling and six against Georgia State. So he's a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's – Top top tier. Okay. Next pick. Next yeah. pick. It's you. It's uh it's Nick. <laughs> um, but yeah, easy pick. Oh, yeah, Malik Neighbors. Um, second wide receiver in this draft probably would have been the number one wide receiver in last year's draft. Um, the only knock I really have on him is he doesn't get a lot of separation on his on deep passes. He doesn't blow by anybody. He he still makes um Really good contested catch guy. So, you know, he can still pull the ball in well downfield. He just – it doesn't seem like he ever just burns anybody, though, which is yeah. surprising how quick and uh, he seems. Yeah, I see that. Hunter, you got any other analysis on neighbors? No, I think it's a good pick. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver in the NFL. I this think is he's going to be solid. Receiver. I think he's the other, two, uh, the other for sure thing at wide receiver – from what I can tell and what I'm learning about him, he seems to be the other for sure thing at wide receiver, and he, he warrants the fifth pick. So we got the sixth pick, Hunter. 
Yeah, it it fell very nicely. This is uh, this is Brock Bowers all the way. Um, especially, I mean, I think Brock Bowers has a chance to be a top five tight end next year in the NFL. I think so. Uh, I think he's got star potential written all over him. Um, I mean, he played with good tight ends at Georgia, and he was by far the best, by far the best tight end there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty easy pick with uh, with Bowers. Yep, and Bowers is young. He's got a long time in front of him. You can extend him, um, have him for a long time. I believe he's 21. And he's a great pick. In many years, I think we'd be drafting him like a Kyle Pitts. But what I see in this draft class is it's very top-heavy. And then you get to, like, the uh, 10th, 11th pick. And that's when the tiers start to go down. Like, the the amount of quality players aren't as high on my draft board right now. But that doesn't mean they're going to come up and they're not going to um, impress at senior bowls or impress at the um, the NFL combine or what they do. We don't know what, what's going to come of NFL draft scouts because they're the ones getting paid. They're the ones doing tons of work on this. And um, once the draft happens, we'll get our final say on these things. But this is just our early analysis. And uh, yeah, it's my pick. So, again, I have to choose between two people on the same team, in my opinion. And I'm going with the Washington crew. And I have only picked quarterbacks. So, I'm going to go with Rome Odunze. Rome Odunze, from what I can tell, he, you know, with an NFL caliber quarterback like Penix, he is a top wide receiver. And he could be great in this league. I'm not sure of how great, but I think of him as a, you know, at least at 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 this floor, Jordan Addison. At his floor, Jordan Addison. At his ceiling, the it's it's limitless. It's it's limitless. But what I'm looking for in his rookie season is more of a Jordan Addison like rookie season or not not quite JSN because JSN had competition and didn't get out as much as he could have. But I think he's one of those wide receivers where he will pay off in it in the in the long run. Uh Nick, you got anything else to say about him, Hunter? Um, I disagree with the Jordan Addison comparison. I, I think like Jordan Addison in that he'll be like a, a he can be step in right away and be like a strong one B. And I think his stats might be similar to Addison, but you know, yeah, I didn't mean he, he plays deep, like Addison. You know, blazing fast, deep threat. You know, he doesn't have Addison's sophistication and route running necessarily, but he is a heck of an athlete. And I think the combine is yeah. he's going to move closer to neighbors. I don't think he catches neighbors, certainly doesn't catch Harrison Jr. Um, mm-hmm. on draft boards, but I think the combine is going to be good for him. Yeah, I would I would add that uh, Odunze b- – um, outside of Marvin Harrison, who's you know a freak, Odunze is one of the better red zone targets that we've seen even in the past few years. Uh, he's so good with body control, so good at high pointing the ball, really good hands. Like I mean, a back shoulder fade. I don't know how many touchdowns he caught on that this year, 
Um, I watched a lot of Washington games, and that panic to Odunze in the red zone was special. So I think you're going to see some a lot of touchdown production as uh, out of him as a rookie, which could be really beneficial. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys like the pick. And now we've got pick number eight. Nick, who are you picking? Um, assuming he actually declares for the draft, I'm going to take Travion Henderson here. I think he's the clear-cut number one running back in this draft. Um, right now, until the combine, and we see kind of how athletic some of these guys are, in my opinion, he's the only guy that's a, like a three-down feature back. Everybody else, I think, projects as part of a, a committee right now. Um, so I'm going to take Travion Henderson here. Excellent pick. Travion Henderson is um, the best running back in this draft. So you can pick him where you want to. Running backs usually go in the second or third round and still get picked in this area. So if he gets a second or even third rounder, He's still picked in the right area. A um, little out of the box. I think there's still some guys left who I would rather have, but uh, we'll get to those guys. Uh, Hunter, what do you think of the pick? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on need, obviously, but he's like so far above the rest of the backs that he might slide up because of the value. Like, like who's, who's RB2? Brooks? Um, could be Corum, could be Estimate. Jonathan Brooks, could be Braylon Allen. It's I'm not, telling you right now, Blake Corum's getting drafted in the fourth round, and he's not a starter. No, he's going to make an NFL team, but he's not a starter. Um, Brooks, not starting. Jonathan, maybe Jonathan Brooks, but like, I just think Trayvon Henderson is so much further up than the rest of those guys that I think he probably warrants a first round pick. So, yeah, uh, my pick. I'm going. I'm going. MPJ, Michael Penix Jr. Here. I think he's going to start um, for a team next year. I think. Hopefully, I hope he ends up at the Raiders. I think that'd be a great fit, um, just because of his like his mentality. Like, I just feel like he kind of fits that bad boy Raider um, style. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I think him throwing to uh, Devontae Adams could be really cool, really special. But uh, I'll take MPJ. In what what spot is that? The nine, nine yeah. pick. End of the first and round. That's where you know MJ what won. you know what. Usually, if it wasn't such a quarterback heavy class, I guarantee Michael Penix is not lasting till pick nine. Last year, um, he would have been right up there in the top three picks, and that just goes yeah. to show that this year is a top heavy draft, and it's very top heavy, and you can get some quality players in the top ten to fifteen picks. I think those uh, those wide receiver. I mean, the depth of the wide receiver classes might have uh, some of these quarterbacks slide a little bit, which uh, could help out. Yeah, it could help out your team because in superflex, quarterback is king, and um, you need to take risks on some rookie quarterbacks. And if you can get them in the in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth position, hey, do it if you can. All right, Joe, pick ten. <laughs> Michael uh, Michael Irvin said that uh, Penix is the second coming of Michael Vick. So you know, really, <laughs> that's what he said. He said that. Who, why oh did he say that? Player comparison. Tell me, tell me, you haven't watched Michael Penix without telling me you haven't watched Michael Penix. Well, maybe he watched him at Indiana because before his knee injuries, he was quite a runner. Yeah, but and he's he stopped being a runner. That's my one concern with him is the left-handed. Um, 
teams are really moving away from that in the NFL. Like he's going to struggle to have a career as a backup if he's not a featured guy because they, the NFL more and more does not like left-handed quarterbacks. I, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying there, but I really think that like, he's a better version of Tua, like bigger arm. Um, now you didn't see it in the college football national championship. He didn't have a very good game, but he's more accurate, bigger arm. And he was on his he, back most of the time to be fair. Yeah. He, he moves dominated at the line. So. I think he's I think he's gonna be a good I don't know. I, I believe in him, but I'm also biased. So Yeah. I believe in him too. I think from what I've seen of him play, he's an excellent thrower. So and that's what you need to be to be a quarterback. You need to be a thrower. You can't just be a runner. All right, so my pick, pick ten. I'm debating between two quarterbacks. Um there's a couple others who I would think of. But I'm going to go with Bo Nix from Oregon. I think Bo Nix is – he's proven it for a while. I don't know if I like him better than J.J. McCarthy yet. We'll see how the draft t- turns out and how they each get picked. But Bo Nix seems to me like a early second-round draft pick. And at this point, I am – perfectly comfortable with trying to pick up one of those early second round draft picks or if he even makes it in the late first or early or mid first by all means i'm i'm taking him because that shows me something that somebody's willing to go out and get him but uh bo nix is my quarterback after michael Penix, and i'm i'm taking him nick what do you think um i i don't after Penix, I don't love the other quarterbacks. I don't love Bo Nix. I don't love McCarthy. I, and also, I think this is as good a time as any um, to talk about. I don't normally care about age in the NFL as much as, like, say, the NBA or something like that. But this is a weird draft. We've got 20-year-olds, and we've got 24-year-olds. Yeah. 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 Like, like, how do we feel about that? Did The fact that, you know, Penix and Bo Nix have been in college for – you know, over half a decade. Does that change anything for you guys? Uh, for me personally, uh, I think Tom Brady has kind of uh, rewritten maybe the the narrative of like even if you start at twenty four, you you could still get two decades if they turn out. You know, mm-hmm. um, and this is fantasy. This is about instant results. This is not. Yeah, we're not I, quite NFL general managers. I was leaning, I was more kind of slanting it towards, you know, you've got a 24 year old going against 18 year olds. Like that's a, that's oh, a sure. big sure. difference. Yeah. Big difference in more yeah. maturity wise, maturity wise, training wise, everything wise. It's a big difference. But um, I will say this about Bo Nix. Um, he broke the completion percentage record. He broke Mac Jones um, completion record. And, um, that is that is system. I mean, he threw a ton of bubble screens, a ton of little short routes to Troy Franklin, Troy Franklin, and just let him run. And so, a lot of his stats, like it'd be interesting. Uh, we don't have the time, and we're not going to do it. But it'd be interesting to look at his film and be like, how many NFL throws did he make during the season? Yeah, that's a good point. So, we'll we'll see about Bo Nix, but I think we're gonna learn a little bit more. We'll um, use our subscriptions to find out. 
<laughs> okay, I'll, uh, I'll tell you guys that's my your password. Job. You can use my subscription. It's all you, Joe. Oh, okay. I got to do the work. You guys get the credit. Yeah, so, that's how it works. It sounds good to me. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, we're going with pick 11. Yep. So what this is, assuming a 10-team league, this would be the, the second round starting now. Yep, we're starting the second round. We're just doing the top 20. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. There's there's a couple receivers here that I I would I would like probably any one of these three, but the one I'm gonna go with is uh, Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Six three two twenty seven. He's got um, everything. You know, played with much worse quarterback play than I mean than the uh, the other uh, wide receivers we've talked about up to this point. Um. He sometimes lets the ball kind of drop to him, um, almost like um, rather than like going after it and grabbing it and kind of plucking it, he kind of keeps his elbows in a little bit and lets it drop into him, um, which I don't love. But other than that, you know, big athletic guy, I'm I'm really interested to see what his 40 time is. Yeah, that'll determine a lot with him. But um, the, the combine will determine a lot about his draft stock. But I think he is – one of those guys who you, who you want on your team. Um, I value speed and um, height. Just about an equal balance because I believe that the modern NFL favors Tyreek Hills and favors these people who are fast and lightning quick and good at reflexes. But um, they got to be able to catch, and he seems like he can be able to catch, so... All right, pick twelve, Hunter. Pick twelve. Um, I don't. I don't particularly like this player, but in super flex, man, sometimes you just got to take a flyer on a quarterback. So uh, he's going to get a shot to play somewhere, probably right away. I mean, this is another one where it depends on where he lands. You know. Um, yeah, that's why this is an early mock draft. We don't know where these guys yeah. are landing. We're just giving you our opinions on who we like. Um, from what we've watched in the college game and what we've studied in the college game. AJ McCarthy is the pick. Um, and yeah, I don't have much analysis. I don't really think. I we don't, don't have think... much to say to him, but everybody knows who he is. He's 26 and one as a starter, or now 27 and one as a starter. He's He's done well with what he's had. He's done well. He's a serviceable quarterback, if nothing less. And in the college game, Will that translate to the NFL? We have yet to see. Hunter, we know. Even comp. scouts yeah. don't know all the time. So it's so worth a flyer in, in the late first round, early second round. The NFL. What's like, it, like what's his comparison? Like, what's his NFL comparison? Like, who do you see McCarthy being? Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's like a Colt McCoy. Like, yeah, McCoy with yeah. Kind of stronger arm, but I don't know. He he unleashes some throws, and it's just like where where is that going? No, nah, guys, this is Tom Brady. He went to watch. He went to Michigan. No, I. <laughs> jokes aside, though, I think Cole McCoy is actually a pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good comparison. I I would also compare him a little bit. He's got a little Jake Browning to him, like not a super strong arm. It's pretty athletic, but not like 
super athletic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Colt McCoy's a pretty probably the best comparison. Colt McCoy is the best comparison, and if Colt McCoy was a little taller, like hence J.J. McCarthy, he could be really good. A little taller. And I think McCarthy's arm's a little better than McCoy's, but, yeah, I, I kind of see him as a fringe backup. I think if Colt McCoy was 6'5", um, he would have been a quality kind of um, kind of like Jared Goff quarterback in the NFL, and that's what I'm hoping for uh, J.J. McCarthy is a Jared Goff like hey, production. I'm telling you right now, Jared Goff's arm is significantly better than J.J. Well, yes, but you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about fantasy points. I'm talking about how many fantasy points he can give me, and if he can I'm, give me I'm Jared Goff you right fantasy now, points, I'm happy. I I don't I don't believe he could, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Okay, we'll pick see. Uh, what is it? Pick thirteen here. Pick thirteen. Yep. Um, boy, I am debating this one. Um, I'm going to pick a wide receiver because I don't believe in Jonathan Brooks, Blake Corum, or Braylon Allen yet. The wide receivers are still abundant in this group. Um, the one I'm going with is reported the fastest wide receiver before the draft. He's not... He, he and Xavier, Xavier, what's his last name from South Carolina? Leggetti? I'm saying Leggett. I could be wrong. Leggetti or Leggett, yeah. Um, he and Xavier are the top two fastest before the combine. And I'm doing Xavier Worthy. He's also Xavier. Xavier Worthy from Texas. Um, he is 6'1". He's got reported 4'2 speed, and that's what brings me in on him he did well at texas he had ewers who's a good quarterback and probably someone we should draft pretty soon is uh i always forget his first name what's his first name hunter when you, i think he said when, he was back to yeah. texas didn't he i don't think he's gonna declare oh he's not even gonna declare okay I, they thought he was gonna declare at first so um if he doesn't declare that would change it but uh, Xavier Worthy, I believe he's the next best wide receiver. What do you think, Hunter? Um, I think I think that's a decent pick. You know, Xavier Worthy. I don't even know if he was getting their top DBs because uh, they had Ad Mitchell on that team too. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, he he's got speed, and hey, Tank Dell is a great example of a guy with speed that um, you get him in space, he can do some damage. So. Uh, yeah, I think a second round pick on a, a kid like that. Good pick. Yeah. I debated between him and the Oregon product and a couple others because there are a lot of good wide receivers available right now. But, uh, Nick, we'll go to you with the next pick. Um, I would here, I'm, I'm taking another wide receiver here. If if Emeka Egbuka from Ohio State comes out, I'm going to take him here. Um, other Excellent pick. If he stays in college, I'd, I would take Kean Coleman here. So um, kind of – they're fairly similar in my eyes. Um, Egbuka's a little more polished. Coleman's a little better athlete. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't care whatever you guys want to do with these Ohio State guys I that haven't declared yet that I keep drafting. 
You yeah, can draft take, him. Take it. Take we, it. We are expecting though. everyone to declare. So that's that's part of it. Unless they say they're not declaring, we are expecting them to declare. All right, I'll take Igbuka then. Yep. And he's got I, uh, four three speed, so he's he's not slow. That's what they're reporting. He's like a four three guy. So, what do you know about him, Hunter? Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, those Ohio State rooms with like JSN and um, and Garrett Wilson, like and Chris Olave. Like how how good do we really know they are? Because they're like they got spread around so much. Like what happens if Ibuka is playing, you know, on uh, a Penn State or you know he's like the one guy? Like what's our, what's his production? I think that's what everybody thinks at Ohio State with their wide receivers in the last ten years or yeah, I don't know eight years. You draft the last couple of years. You draft Lincoln Riley quarterbacks and you draft Ohio State wide receivers. They all work yeah. out like. Yeah, so I I think I think it's a good pick. Um, going in, that goes right into my next pick, and I'll I will go with Keon Coleman. Um, my my NFL comparison for Keon Coleman, I watched uh, three of his games, um, and he's got a little Larry Fitzgerald in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not gonna blaze by you, but he's a good athlete, really good at the catch point. Like I, I think sometimes like we just underrate like are they good football players? And he's six foot four, so he's got size. That's the thing about this year's draft class. There is plenty of size at the wide receiver position. Marvin Harrison six four, Malik Neighbor six two, Romo Dunze six three. We've got plenty of size which we didn't have last year. And size helps as a wide receiver. It always has, always will. So yeah, that's the pick, Keon. Keon, great pick. Okay, uh, guys. Well, I'm looking at my draft board. Um, I'm picking. What pick is this? This is pick. Uh, what 16, is it, Nick? pick 16. of the round. I'm picking right. Adenal Mitchell from Texas. <laughs> okay, call him by his name. It's Ad Mitchell. <laughs> His real name is Adonai. It's it's Adonai. He goes by AD. Okay. AD. AD Mitchell. Probably specifically to uh, prevent uh, people on the internet butchering his first name. From doing exactly (laughs) what you just did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Adonai Mitchell. AD Mitchell. He's 604. He... I don't know much about him, to be quite honest. I'll let you guys take the lead on this guy. But he's at Texas. Texas is doing well. I've seen him play a little little bit, and he's done impressive things. He's six foot four. He's got reported four five speed. That's good enough for me when you're six foot four. If you got four five speed and you're six foot four, you can be successful in this league. We they've proven it before. Um, he's not a burner. So what do you know about him? Someone can speak. Well, A.D. Mitchell uh, transferred to Texas from Georgia. So I got to watch a lot of him. Um, and he was on that national championship team uh, with with Stetson Bennett and uh, that whole crew, McConkie Bowers. 
Um, and then he's from Texas, so transferred to Texas to be closer to family and probably had something to do with NIL money as well. But uh, A.D. Mitchell's a great athlete, uh, red zone target, like you said. Um, he, he's not going to burn you, but good route runner, uh, really athletic, good hands. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of those in this draft this year. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the pick one bit. Okay. We're getting on to pick 17. Yeah, this is where I'm going to start taking flyers on running backs. Um, so I'm taking Marshawn Lloyd at a USC here. Um, 5'9", um, You watch his film. He's fast, explosive, kind of creative, kind of running back. Um, and they uh, they used him quite a bit as a pass catcher. Um, obviously, he had a pretty decent quarterback throwing to yeah. him, so that probably helped. Um, and the other thing I saw, too, um, and I don't – I haven't – played enough football to probably understand the ins and outs of this very well. So I kind of rely on scouting reports to tell me this part, but he's one of the few college running backs I've seen where um, it listed pass blocking as a plus. Mm. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, I think his floor is a pretty solid third down back. Um, um, good pass catcher, good blocker. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Marshawn Lloyd here. Yeah, I think you're spot on in like the end of the second round. Here's where you can maybe take some flyers because there is going to be, there will be a second running back in addition to Henderson that ends up breaking out. We don't know who it's going to be, obviously, but there will be somebody. I'm interested. So I got pick what, 18 here? Yeah. Um, man, Braylon Allen's just like staring through my screen right now. Uh, and I'm going to go to Nick. Before I make this pick, give me uh, why or why not Braylon Allen should be drafted in the second end of the second round of a fantasy rookie draft. So yeah, he's he's the next player on my board. It's it was between him and Marshawn Lloyd at, at seventeen for me. Um, so Braylon Allen uh, came to Wisconsin um, at seventeen as a linebacker. They switched him to running back. Um, just huge, um, you know, like 6'2", 240-ish huge, like Derrick Henry-sized. Wow. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what he runs um, at the Combine. If he runs, you know, in the mid-4.5s, I'm really interested. If he gets close to 4.5, he's going way up my board. Um, my only real knock on him was kind of like an attitude thing. Um after the first couple years, he was complaining about too many carries and too much wear and tear on his body. And then um, they switched offensive coordinators this year. He didn't get as many carries early in the year, and then he whined about not enough carries. So I'm, I'm not super pumped about a guy who's whined about too many and too few carries in a college career, but he is only 20 years old. So, you know, there's some maturity there that, that, yeah. that could still develop. Um, surprisingly good pass catcher. For his size and being a converted linebacker, um, but yeah, he's he's got some real potential if he's fast. So um, here, are the two guys I would consider at end of the second round here, uh, Braylon Allen, which uh, for those that might be listening, Nick is a Wisconsin grad, so watches a lot of Wisconsin football, seen a lot of Braylon Allen, and then the other guy's Troy Franklin, and. You know, we talked with Bo Nix, uh, you know, the Oregon system. 
one thing about Oregon wide receivers, man, there's been a lot of production from Oregon wide receivers, but name an Oregon wide receiver in the NFL that's still producing right now. I can't think of one. Well, I can't think of one, but you know who I compare Franklin to? Jalen Waddle. He's got a little Jalen Waddle to him. He's 6'3", 4'3", speed. Um, people are seeing what the Dolphins are doing and trying to re- recreate it other places. So maybe he could be a Jalen Waddle type. I'm going to go ahead and take Braylon Allen. Uh, I hope one of you guys takes Franklin in the next couple picks here, but I'll take Allen. Okay. Allen is a good choice. He's, you know, a big back. He's got some fumble issues, but he's big. He's, um, what is he, Nick? Do you know? Yeah, 6'2", 245 is what he's currently Yeah, asking. big guy. And, you know, big backs tend to do well as long as they don't fumble, but he did have nine fumbles in his career, so that is something to look at. But, uh, yeah, definitely a good pick. Um, for running backs now, for my, in my eyes, I'm picking between Jonathan Brooks um, and Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin is who I'm going to pick because he's more of a for sure thing at this point. At this point in drafts, when I get to the late second round, early third, I want the ones who are for sure things in my mind because this gets to be the time when you can lose picks or gain picks based on who you draft. So, and you can lose them completely if you don't believe in them as a player. So I believe in Troy Franklin as a player. So that's who I'm picking. Um, I see him as a potential Waddle if he does well. Um, Getting picked, I might add, at the same time Waddle was picked in the second round um, of his draft. So it's not like Waddle was way up there with all the rest of the guys. He was lower picked. Um, So I'm going to go with Troy Franklin. Nick, what do you think about that? Anybody got some thoughts on that? I mean, he's, he's. I mean, it's it's a it's a long shot area of the draft. I, I think that's fine. Um, again, it's it's tough to tell with Oregon's system. Like, yeah, it is. How that translates. Mm-hmm. But Oregon's system is similar to Miami's. I feel like so. It. I mean, yeah, they don't throw the ball down the field like Miami does. Yeah, no. Oregon my, is so much more. Oregon, uses the field horizontally and the quick pass game. And I mean, yeah, you could say McDaniel has got a little bit of a, a, a flair to it that is consistent with Oregon, but you're, you're right. I, I don't know. Oregon is so much catch and run versus, versus down the field. So I like, yeah, I like Franklin true. end of the second round. I think it's a, he's a good flyer. Yep. Okay. All so, right, Nick, your next flyer. Is this the last pick of the draft? This is the last pick of our draft. And we'll add some players we still like um, for the for the third who we think will go third round that could produce when we're done. We'll each pick a player. Or we'll let Nick and you pick some players if you want to. Sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go actually go with another Oregon guy here. I'm going to take Buck Irving, the running back from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a 5'10", 195, really good contact balance, and he just does not give up on a run. Like, 
you know, he'll have two guys hanging off him and he's still trying to spin and twist and get away and, and get up, get another yard. Um, obviously with all the, the screens and passing, like we've been talking about with Oregon, he's one of those catch and run guys um, that they use quite a bit. So that's my uh, end of the second round pick is Bucky Irving. I like it. Yeah. I think Bucky, Bucky's a good flyer running back as well. Yeah, I think that's a good, good choice. You've seen him play. You've seen him work. You think he, if you believe in him, that's good. Hunter, your pick. Uh, so the the draft is over. We're just looking at just shouting out some names here. Um, I would say a couple names that. Um, <laughs> well, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you one kind of fun one and one under the radar guy uh first first the the fun one uh frank gore jr uh i i just i am throwing his name out there because uh i feel old because i watched frank gore um yeah and his son's pretty good his son's gonna get drafted um probably fifth round um but i'm interested to see how he does at the combine he's had two great years at southern miss so um there was also a, a pretty good running back. Uh, Frank Gore also went to Southern Miss, or did he go to the U? I believe he went to the U. He went to the U. I mean, okay. Back up on one of those um, really good U teams. Got you. Got you. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's my kind of fun one. Uh, <laughs> is Frank Gore Jr. And then one guy that I think maybe end of the third round um, – and he, he didn't show up a ton last night in the national championship, but I've watched a lot of uh, Washington games. Jalen Polk is a intriguing deep threat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he is good at ballpoint. Those Washington receivers, that whole group, I mean, Jaden McMillan, uh, Jalen Polk, and then Odunze. Jalen Polk is, is the deep guy, and Michigan sat in a lot of too high and three high safety and kept everything pretty much in front of them for the most of the night um and so he never really got going which is part of the reason that washington struggled but i like him if he's still there end of the third round i think he could he could see some playing time early on because of his his deep threat yep another one did we ever pick jonathan brooks did not i like jonathan brooks in this area i think jonathan brooks should be picked maybe a little higher than he was i would have picked him ahead of some of the guys you talked about, but uh, yeah. And then also there's those quarterbacks that could still go out like Quinn Ewers. If he declares Quinn Ewers will be picked. Um, if Shadir Sanders gets picked, if he, get, if he goes out for the draft, he probably won't. And they both probably won't because they both could be the number one pick next year. So that's better than being a mid round pick this year. So, I think they both won't, but they could. So there's that. But uh, hey, here's one name that uh, never gets talked about anymore. Spencer Rattler. What happened to him? Amen. What happened to him? I, You know, like, he was supposed to be so good, and then he just imploded. He's throwing his leg it. What? <laughs> Throwing to Xavier Leggett for the last, what, two years at South Carolina? Yeah, yeah but, dude, Leggett's going to be, you know, top whatever, 
two, three he's rounds. Still gonna be, at, at the end of the third round, I'm still going to be tempted to take him because of how tight his draft stock was at one point. And then you got – I mean, he was thrown to Antoine Wells, who was like one of the top guys in the portal, just committed to Ole Miss. Like, it's not like he didn't have weapons around him. Um, but yeah, man. some big games, but like it just seems like he can never quite string it all together. He did not throw for over 20 touchdowns in a season at South Carolina. That's a that's incredible. Yeah. Because I think he had some big games where he threw for like three or four touchdowns. Yeah, right, right. So just super inconsistent must have been. That's just crazy that he's fallen yeah. so far. I actually like Riley Leonard better than him for Duke if he comes out. Uh, There's a lot of people. Uh, but Spencer hard. Rattler, like what happened to him is a good question. Uh, we got any other choices you want to put out there, Nick? Um, yeah, you mentioned Jonathan Brooks. Um, I think uh, Trey Benson is also from Florida State is also kind of in that range. Um, and then I'm, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sold on this guy yet. He's kind of the placeholder for, you know, the small college running back that comes out of nowhere every year. Um, but for right now, I'd say it's Blake Watson from Memphis is the is the first guy I found that mm-hmm. I think could be a decent, you know, NFL player. Um, but yeah, I'm still got to keep looking for that next, you know, Keaton Mitchell, whoever that's going to be this year. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Watson, six yards per rush this season at Memphis. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, guys, that's the show. You guys got anything to add? End of the college football season. Always a sad time, but uh, thankfully we got NFL playoffs um, coming up here. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's coming down to the wire. We're looking but, forward uh, to the playoffs. But the one the one thing I like about having Nick and Hunter on this show is they are college football aficionados, and they help me with my uh, looking up players and getting to know players because I like the NFL and I have to learn about these players because I don't watch as much college football as they do and they help me and if you want to accept some advice Nick is very good at our fantasy league and Hunter uh what place did you get this year Hunter oh I took third and I I I was the number one seed um on third so yeah you were the number one seed all year and that's that's the thing about the playoffs. I want to change the playoffs if I could on ESPN. I would change it to a four-week playoff among the top four teams where you just take the final score of the top four teams in the last four weeks without week 18. I'm going to see if I can change it or if there's things where you can change it like that. Because you better be careful, Joe. I know I'll you get so any, much flack. You make any commissioner decisions by yourself, you know you're going to get uh, kicked out this time. I as long as it happens during, as long as it doesn't happen during the season, yeah, right. <laughs> Got to happen before the season. I try to make our league better, and people get mad at me because they don't. You like can't change. do it mid-year. I can't, can't help it, it that all of our cousins hate change. <laughs> oh boy, here goes Joe on his soapbox. Change we should have got rid of defenses and special teams and all these and kickers a long time ago, but we can't because everybody nope. hates change. No, I we need kickers and defenses. It's part of the game. Defense wins championships, and kickers are people too, Joe. That's right. Kickers are people, That's but right. just barely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Have a good night. Good night. Yo, see you.